right, let's talk about something that there has come to be quite a big disagreement about between Disney lovers, and that is live actions. And furthermore, the reboots, redos, reimagined, and inspired by content that we all are seeing quite a lot of today. This can and will take us even deeper into a discussion about Disney having a potential lack of originality in the recent years. It's a sentiment that I'm seeing more and more people have, but that will probably be a whole other episode solely dedicated to that particular problem. This episode will mainly cover live actions. If I'm being honest, I think I've met a good deal more people who seem to dislike modern day renditions rather than people who like them. And there's always a large variety of reasons why people say they do or don't like them. Some people are very passionate and loyal to the originals, so it's almost like the new ones don't even have a chance before it's even seen. Some people are growing tired of seeing the same story being redone, and they just want something new, kind of stemming from the is Disney being original question. And some people don't like the way that live actions change things. Some people might hate one particular live action, and they might like another just fine. Simply put, people can find a lot of things to dislike or complain about if they're really looking for it. You can't please everyone. People are going to have different opinions and different likings to different things. People complain about the live-action Lion King because it was almost scene for scene to the original. Others complained about the new Aladdin because they made twists and turns with the original story. It can be a fine line for filmmakers to try and walk on when it comes to redoing classic films that people are really passionate about, and therefore they can be really protective of those films. But as much flack as people do give live actions, the box office turnout is usually kind of huge for these. And they can offer us a new insight on what's going on with live actions. Do we love them? Do we hate them? Are live actions a yay or a nay? So there have been roughly around and more than 15 live actions that have hit mainstream culture, and there are many more planned out and in the works right now. All of them are different takes on the classics. Some, like The Lion King, are extremely true and similar to the original, while others, like Snow White and the Huntsman, might take more creative liberties. One thing that most of them do have in common, though, is a real impact at the box office. The live-action Beauty and the Beast made about $1.2 billion worldwide in 2017. The Lion King hit a new high this year, broke a bunch of records in 2019 with $1.6 billion. Dumbo, which was an underperforming live-action, was still the top-grossing movie during its release week with $353 million worldwide in the box office. That's a lot of money. Just throwing my two cents in there, I am one of the live-action lovers unpopular opinion, potentially. I really disliked the live-action Lion King, but I really liked the live-action Dumbo. Probably a very, very unpopular opinion, but all that being said, I really like the live-actions. But back to the box office performances. They make so much money, and it wasn't just one single movie that made a lot. They all have been making a lot of money. So, despite this seemingly growing unrest with the constant live actions, people are still showing up for them, which is why Disney keeps making them. So what does this mean? Does the world hate them, or do we love them? Well, maybe we all just say we hate them with our words, but don't actually follow through with that in our actions. I mean, I can't speak for the world. Also, there is a group of people that I haven't mentioned yet 
the group of casual watchers that don't really care about the debate as much as people like me do. There are tons of majorities that are indeed silent. Some people just pay for their theater ticket, they watch the movie, they like it or they dislike it, and then the experience is over. They liked it, they'll watch it again, and if they didn't, they won't. However, if you are like me, who is really into this stuff, probably overthinks everything, you get super hyped for these movies, you go into them with all these expectations, despite the fact that you know you should not do that, and that you should not overhype the movie, and go in with full high expectations that you know will kind of ruin things for you before you watch it, but if you're like me, you do it anyway. I watch the movie, I unashamingly overthink about it all, and then I develop an opinion. Unless I really dislike the movie, there are great odds that I will go and see the movie in the theater again. To be honest, how much I like a particular movie really determines the amount of times I see it in the theater. Full disclosure, I don't really consider myself a movie critic. More or less, I kind of see critics as people who go into the movies and essentially look for things that are wrong with it. And while I will admit, I have my fair share of expectations when I go to see movies. I don't ever go into them trying to find anything wrong with it, though. After I watch things like anything anybody else, I might have opinions on what I thought might have been better or what I was displeased with, and I'll want to discuss those things with other people. But I'll always look for the positives and all the things that the movies did well. Personally, I really don't think I've ever walked out of a movie thinking that every second of it was just terrible. Given I haven't seen the movie Cats yet, I will be seeing it soon. I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm excited about it or not. But I don't think so far that I've walked out of a movie just thinking every second of it was terrible. And I can usually find positive things to say about at least some part of the movie. For example, going back to the live action Lion King, back to my probably unpopular opinion. I really disliked this movie. It was the first movie in a really, really long time, probably the first live action, where I saw it in the theaters, and then after I finished the movie, I felt like I needed to go back and watch the original so that I could recover and cleanse myself from the remake. I had a lot of complaints. I was kind of bitter about it, but that was primarily because I was super excited about it. I really, really loved the original, and I had super, super high expectations for this remake. I also liked its predecessor, The Jungle Book, so I was thinking that since I liked The Jungle Book so much, there was no way I was going to dislike The Lion King. Either way, I got premiere tickets. I was disappointed, but when I did walk out of the theater, even in my disappointment, I was able to say that I could still appreciate what was good about it, and that was that it was visually stunning. It was truly a visual beauty to watch. I actually personally liked the scene-for-scene scene remake. It felt it, it felt so true to the original in a way that other live-actions really haven't because other live-actions have been taking more creative liberties, and I love that. But it was kind of cool and different and refreshing almost to see like a really true scene-for-scene scene remake. I actually thought it was a cool direction to take despite the fact that a lot of people complained about that. I liked seeing... The voice actor who played Scar, I thought Donald Glover was good with Simba. Seth Rogen was definitely a standout when he was playing Pumbaa. And the Be Our Guest cameo, come on, that was hilarious. So those are a few reasons where I can actually see myself giving this movie another chance when it comes out on Disney+. Personally, my theater experience wasn't very good. There was a lot of like crying children in the theater, which definitely kind of dampened the experience a little bit. But I am excited to try and give this movie another chance. As mentioned earlier, 
I am one of the live action lovers. I absolutely loved the live action Beauty and the Beast. I saw it in the theater like probably too many times, more than I'm willing to admit. There is a great chance that my blind love for Emma Watson definitely contributed to that. But even that aside, I loved the direction they went with it. I really enjoyed the live action Aladdin remake. Heck, I even liked the Snow White and the Huntsman. That was the first live action in my personal memory that I can, I mean, other than Red Riding Hood. But that's one of the first live actions that I ever watched. And it's safe to say that I'm super, super excited about the live action Mulan that's coming out soon and the live action Little Mermaid that has been casted and is in the works right now. Side note, I am already kind of sad that I won't get to jam out to the outstanding soundtrack of the new Mulan since it's not going to be a musical, but I am super optimistic that they will incorporate the music that I know and love into an amazing movie score. The background musical score that plays in the trailer is a beautiful and majestic version of the song Reflection, so that's kind of where my optimism stems from. So I'm hoping that comes true. Lord, please let me be right. But anyway, I've kind of sidetracked a little bit. Back to the live actions and back to how the world feels about them. So we've basically covered the money. We know that the live actions make a ton of money. But how do we feel about them? What are their ratings? So I went to the most common rating site that is in existence, Rotten Tomatoes. I like the site because it offers the critics' ratings and the audience ratings. Personally, I do tend to side with audience ratings. There have been tons of movies where they had really low Rotten Tomatoes ratings, but really high audience ratings, meaning the people liked it and the critics didn't like it. So while I do value the critics' opinion, I will always side with the audience, but I'm going to give you both. I have compiled, I I don't want to say it's a brief list, but I've compiled a list that's pretty varied, covers a wide range of years from 2011 to this year, 2019, of big-name, popular live-action remakes that came out. And I'm going to give you the ratings, the details, how did the world like it kind of thing. So we're going to start in 2011 with the Red Riding Hood remake. That starred Amanda Seyfried. Personally, this is a remake that I complete, completely like forget that ever happened. It's a live action that I like, actually didn't even think of as a live action for a long time. But it is a live action version of a old story. Anyway, the Rotten Tomato score, a lowly 10%. Audience rating score, another lowly 39%. I remember when this movie came out, I was like 13 around that age, and I really loved it when it came out. However, I did rewatch it recently, and I do realize now that it actually really was not that good of a movie, but, you know, I did like it when I was young. But that was like the first live action remake that I think I ever saw. This was definitely the beginning of live actions. This was kind of setting the, I I don't want to say the president, kind of setting the stage for live actions to come after that. Because that was 2011, 10% Rotten Tomatoes, 39% audience rating. One year later, 2012, we get the Snow White and the Huntsman remake. This one was perhaps a lot, I would say, I remember it being bigger. This was kind of the first live action where people were like, oh, wow, this is a Disney live action that's happening. And this one starred Kristen Stewart. The ratings and the audience reception to it did go up a little bit 
So that is a 49% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 52% audience rating. By many standards, that's still not great, but it is an improvement on the year before Red Riding Hood. So let's fast forward a few more years. We go to 2015. This is another live action that kind of hit hard with the media. People were excited. This was the live action Cinderella. This live action probably hit pretty hard because Cinderella is like the OG. I mean, I guess Snow White's the true OG, but I kind of feel like people think of Cinderella as the real OG. And, you know, she has Cinderella's castle in Disney World. She's a big deal. 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% audience rating. So that's definitely the highest one that we had so far. By all accounts, these live actions are getting better and better. One year later, 2016, we get The Jungle Book. This is one of the top performing live actions with a 95% Rotten Tomatoes rating. That's like super high. It's hard to do that on Rotten Tomatoes. And then 86% audience rating. I am super happy that people liked this so much because I loved the live live action Jungle Book. And for a long time, I actually thought it was like underrated. According to this, maybe it wasn't. I don't really know how it performed in the box office. I'm definitely going to research that after this. But such a good remake. Highly recommend going and seeing it if you haven't. Anyway, we get one year later, 2017, the big splash of Beauty and the Beast, starring Emma Watson. Love Emma Watson. I will love anything she's in. I'm super, I don't want to say I'm biased, but I'm kind of biased when it comes to Emma Watson. Anyway, 71% Rotten Tomatoes rating and an audience rating of 80%. That's good. 71% Rotten Tomatoes is really, honestly, I don't understand it sometimes. It's tough. So whenever you get like 70 and above, you know, it's pretty solid. Audience ratings, 80%. I saw this movie in the theater an embarrassing amount of times. I also once, when, do y'all remember when MoviePass was a thing? I had a MoviePass at the time. I used the crap out of my MoviePass until the company basically died. Loved it. Wrist in peace movie pass. Anyway, a few years later, 2019. 2019 has been a year of live actions. There have been three live actions this year. Perhaps my only complaint about live actions is the fact that there were so many made this year. I kind of want live actions to be a special thing. I'll speak a tiny bit more on that at the end of this. But live action Dumbo. This was underperforming live action. I liked it. I wish that other people liked it more. I watched it the first time on an airplane and I had to stop watching it because I did not want to cry on the airplane next to somebody random who's just going to watch me cry watching the live action Dumbo. So I ended up stopping watching it and then whatever. Dumbo, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, 49% on the audience rating. This one pretty much underperformed on all accounts in terms of the box office, in terms of the ratings. I wish it had done better, but you know what? Wasn't its day. 2019 also, Lion King, huge smash at the box office. 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think was unexpected when it was coming out. Critics did not like it all that much. But the audience really likes it. So 88% on the live action 
Lion King for the audience rating. Furthermore, probably convincing me that I should give this movie another watch. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I just need to see it again. I don't know. Lastly, the last live action of 2019, the live action Aladdin, 57% Rotten Tomatoes rating, and perhaps the highest audience rating at 94%. Not going to lie, I was super surprised when I read that. I feel like I remember talking to people about this live action and like, I feel like people did not like it as much as I did. Regardless, the audience ratings on this website proved to say that people really liked the live action Aladdin, which I'm happy and pleased because I enjoyed it a lot. And this one took a lot of creative liberties. It was pretty different than the original. And I think they definitely made it more timely. And I really enjoyed the kind of creative liberties that they took. Anyway, so I just threw a bunch of percentages and numbers and years at you. Let's put this in a prettier, little more organized box with a bow. So putting all this together into something a little more palatable, the total audience rating from this specific list averaged up from the years 2011 to 2019. The total audience rating averaged out is 70.75%. You know, that's pretty good considering that it's, you know, 20% more than half. Now, kind of to take it a step further, a little bit interesting, let's say we go forward in time. From the years 2016 to now, 2019, if we average up the audience ratings between those years on this specific list that I've made, it goes up from 70.75% to 79.4%. So what we know from that is that we are liking them more and more as time goes on. And the 70.75% included in that are the first two live actions, Snow White and Red Riding Hood, which did not perform well. So what we know is that these movies are getting better. We're liking them more. They're making more money. So all of these point to one thing. That whether or not we say we kind of dislike live actions or not, or whether or not we have qualms about whether we think Disney is being original or not. We like live actions. So I have to come to the conclusion, yay or nay. Live actions are a yay in the world's book. Honestly, they're kind of a yay in my book. I like live actions. I'm excited about where they go. I'm excited about what's coming. I will tell you my one thing with live actions that I wish would change, though. Another part of this where I put my two cents in. I kind of wish that live actions were something that were more special. I wish that instead of getting, like we got three in 2019. That's a lot. Eventually we are going to run out of movies to do live actions for. I don't, wanna, I don't want that to happen. I don't want us to keep remaking them over and over and over again. I want live actions to be something special and something that we maybe get like every five years or so. That's just my own personal wish that will probably literally, well, actually clearly is not happening. But yeah, I just want them to be special. I want this to be something that doesn't annoy people in terms of the originality. If we only redid them every like five years or so, I don't think that people would have as much of a problem with it. I don't think they would feel as you know, jaded about them redoing stuff as they do right now. Cause it seems to be like 
oh, we're just redoing and sequeling and reimagining the same things that we've seen before. And while like inherently we have proven through, you know, box office showings and reviews that we on the inside do like these things, we recognize that we also want that originality back. So for me, love the live actions, wish they were maybe fewer and farther between and more special. But regardless, I'm going to go and see them when they come out in the theaters. I'm super excited about Mulan, super excited about Little Mermaid, and whatever else is coming out. I will be making another episode, probably the next one, about the general is Disney being original question. Kind of excited to talk about that. It's such a big topic right now. But the conclusion of this podcast episode today is that live actions are indeed a yay, a yes. Whoop, whoop, go live actions. They are winning in a lot of ways. Anyway, let me know what you think. Thank you for listening. Thank you for nerding out with me. Have a wonderful, awesome day.